Greetings, nerds. This is Sina Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing this Thursday evening? Doing fine. I'm just doing fine. Good, good. Well, happy early birthday. I know I know. I told you that offline, but I uh, just wanted to, wanted to say it here, too. So, hope you... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert awkward pause here and moving on into yeah. other headlines. <laughs> um, yes, yes, my birthday is coming up, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about a bunch of stuff. I don't even know where to begin with this news because you just like randomly put on a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm like, oh, hey, it's been it was a lot, you know, it went from like a very well, obviously, we had the trailers and stuff, Super Bowl night, and then. I guess the you know the Television Critics Association had several networks meeting to this week, like uh, as far as Paramount and I think uh, FX was today. So you know, so yeah, it was just a, and that and there was just a, several things just happened to drop. So it's been a while since I did the laundry list of news, but this is one of those weeks where there's there's actually a lot of stuff pop popping. So I figured, hey, let's talk about it. Well, if we're going to start with the laundry list, then let's do the do the colors first, um, which is just an announce like a slew of release dates, endings of shows and all of that stuff. Um, And because the season is going to the fourth season is going to drop tomorrow, I'll start with Marvel's Mrs. Maisel right before they dropped the fourth season. It has been announced that it has been renewed for a fifth and final season. Um, So as per usual right now with all of these shows returning, this is me saying, huh, where did we leave off with Mrs. (laughs) I vaguely remember, but not really. (laughs) I had the exact same thing. The only reason why, actually, it was when I was reading about the renewal for season five was when I realized, like, oh, yeah, the show ended with her back to basically where she started. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think almost literally, because I feel like she woke up um, married her husband again. Um, yeah, I know she or got like a, previous season. I don't know. That was the previous, yeah. But no, this one, she, you know, she was because the show was spent a lot of time in Europe, and then she was doing the tour with uh, Shy Baldwin, right? And she like did a show at the Apollo Theater in New York, and and almost outed him, all but mm-hmm. outed him. I remember all, all of that. Yeah, and but I'm I didn't. But, away yeah. so much. Spoilers right now, Will. <laughs> like, you, yeah, spoiler. About that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, people know this is a spoiler cast. So if you start, so I'm sorry if you haven't watched Mrs. Maisel and you're thinking about checking it out. I, I will apologize on the back end. But yes, season five, season four starts tomorrow, and season five uh, will be the f- final one. Yep. Um, and if you haven't watched this show. Um, even though I don't really remember exactly how we got to where we are and where we'll begin with season four, um, that pilot is still really good, worth yeah. checking out, despite all of the season four spoilers that we'll just drop. <laughs> <laughs> season, season three. Yeah, season three. <laughs> season three. Yeah, yeah. 
Sorry about that. Oops. Uh, <laughs> man. Um, speaking about shows ending um, that are critically acclaimed, Atlanta has announced that it will end with its fourth season. Yeah, yeah. So Atlanta season three returns on March 25th. So a lot of a lot of things coming in March. But um, yeah, so this season three and four were actually written and uh, film, and then of course COVID happened, so it was mm-hmm. written right before that, and then they they ended up filming seasons three and four back to back, and so the so as I mentioned, three will come in into March, and then I think season four will drop later this year, okay. um, and yeah, yeah, I was reading about it today. I guess Donald Glover was was worried that people will think that uh, season three is a kind of a, is a parody of 2020 because. <laughs> Uh, some of the story beats that's going to happen during that during that year, but he was like, honestly, we we were like had written all this stuff out before the pandemic happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really intrigued to see what was what that's all going to be about when when that season starts. Definitely. Um, in in some Marvel Disney news, there are six shows leaving Netflix to go to Disney Plus um, that well, are Marvel. Not, maybe go to Disney Plus, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay, so the show notes. <laughs> no, it just says go to Disney. This just means that it could be the Disney, the corporate Disney, not necessarily the various networks. Under that, you know, not the subsidiaries like Disney Plus and Hulu and all and all the all and sundry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I could go to Disney Plus, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Parentheses, not Disney Plus, might have been helpful, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they may, um, I'm uh, moving on from that headline. Fair. Fair yeah. point. Well, it's just all, it's all, obviously it's all the, the like Jessica Jones and uh, Punisher, Daredevil, those shows. So right, just right. if Which, anybody honestly, wants to know. Yeah. Honestly, I had thought left ages ago, <laughs> like pre-pandemic, <laughs> but that's just me. I mean, I, Jessica Jones season one is really superb. Daredevil season one is really good. I think even season three is good of Daredevil. Um, well, season two introduces, yeah, Daredevil is just a great show. Um, but but they they jumped the shark with that show, and that's all I'll say without giving yeah. any spoilers. Um, even yeah. though everyone who listens to us probably has seen it, except for Will, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I know, and I better hurry up because all these shows are leaving Netflix at the end of this month. So I've got to get on. I got to get on the ball here. Well, I have seen Jessica Jones. And I have seen Luke Cage, but for whatever reason, Daredevil has is still the big gaping hole in my Netflix Marvel show watch. So I, I better hop on it because they do leave Netflix at the end of this month. Yeah. yeah. Um. Speaking about Disney Plus, though, one show that will not be leaving that platform anytime soon and has been renewed for a second season is Loki. And it was announced that um, they, they have new directors for the next season. Yeah, yeah. The, actually, the directors who are steering the helm with Moon Knight, um, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, are going to be directing season two of Loki. So, you know, 
this like I I I will not judge how they're going to approach Loki with how they approach Moon Knight. Um but I I wouldn't want that job after the first season of Loki. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that is yeah. a tough act to follow. Um, I don't, I don't really recall us talking too much about the direct direction of the show or the directing of it. Um, I know we commented about the writing, obviously, the performances and um, the set design, mm-hmm. but I don't really call that being said. Overall, that's just a really damn good show. It's probably my favorite show of last year, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I know you continue that. You know, whenever we really talk about the Disney Plus shows of 2021, you, you consistently uh, mention Loki and that finale. And I, I think I think it is safe to say, I think if, if we were to rank them, you, you would definitely put that one number one at this point. Yeah, I... I th- in terms of rewatchability, I think I have rewatched the first and the last episode of Loki more than any episode <laughs> of the television, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, you know, actually, to be, I haven't gone back. I think I went back to rewatch, actually, come to think of it, it was Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. I mm-hmm. haven't gone back to rewatch WandaVision or, or Hawkeye at this point. Yeah, Hawkeye, I even, I will admit, an ad came up for Hawkeye, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it. It's not that I forgot that it happened. It's just that it's not, it's, it didn't stick with me to where I'm still talking about it. Like, here's another classic Mm -hmm. um, show we bring up all the time, Krypton. Yep, exactly. Uh, It all goes back to Krypton, people. Like, there are some shows that you just watch, and they stick with you to the point Mm -hmm. where even if you haven't watched an episode in years, you're still like, yeah, but Krypton, they would have done it this way, and that was the correct way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. man. Um, Other Netflix news, Stranger Things Season 4. release date was announced the season is broken oh my god really really yep. yeah they I broke it up we were done with this shit of two volumes what the well, fuck yeah yeah well apparently the 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 duffer brothers the reason why they did it this way is apparently the they have the runtime for this upcoming season is so long that they decided to break it up into into two volumes so the first volume will drop Labor Memorial Day weekend, May 27th. And then, of course, the, the second part of the fourth season will drop on July 1st. Yeah, leading into the 4th of July weekend. That You know, yep. the, capitalizing on the holidays like that, I do appreciate that because these are mm-hmm. binges. These are binge yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just worry about the number of nosebleeds. 11 will have between the two (laughs) considering how long the runtime is and how long will like is it really that long of a runtime because you're just re following the same steps from the previous season but yeah they said 
We'll see. Yeah, they said they they doubled the the run times and stuff. So if, yeah, so there's a lot of. I guess they. I guess they are trying to fill a lot of gaps and a lot of time. I mean, the show. I think season three was what like 2019. I mean, it's, you know, talk about another thing that's been that has yeah. been a while since we've watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and you know, and, and got delayed for obvious reasons, but um, yeah, I guess you know, they and they always had a, a, a plan for this show, which I guess will lead into our next news item, uh, regarding Stranger Things. Um, so I guess th- th- this is part of their or their penultimate plan, penultimate plan, yeah, because the season after this, and who knows, maybe it'll be the fifth season will be a three volume special (laughs) with the last one debuting over Christmas weekend. Who knows? Um, But it will definitely be the final season of the show. You know, as much shade as we throw on stranger things, I do seem to remember, except for the second season, like with the first season and the third, um, third season, like Mm. you and I really, the characters minus 11, and Mikey. So all of the supporting characters. <laughs> we, like it's a, it's a good world. Um, it, it takes us back. It's very nostalgic. Very much mm-hmm. like um, Proba Kai is. Um, like even though sometimes the writing is not the best. There's still this this feeling of being a child watching a show like this. So yeah. um, I have a feeling that. Despite all of the shade over the years, once May 27th comes on, we'll binge it and we'll be gushing and then just yep. throwing all the shade on 11. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's like these kids are in college now. How can we really be like portrayed as high school students? Because apparently this is like six months after. The, I think the, the setting for the fourth season is six months after the big showdown in the food court. So we shall see what yeah. that, uh, what that you know. times when Will says, you know, it's been this amount of time since that showdown in the food court, because <laughs> between this show and Cobra Kai, there's yeah. always a showdown in the food court. <laughs> there's always. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, again, to your point, it's all about nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> there was even one in Wonder Woman, season, uh, Wonder Woman 2, which is yep. a movie. Nobody ever references, and I don't know why yep. I did, but it came to my mind. <laughs> there was. I watched it. I was forced to watch that movie twice, thanks to Will. <laughs> um, Are you blaming me? <laughs> um, speaking about watching movies again and again, Spider-Man No Way Home is now the third highest grossing film domestically as it passes Avatar. And I yep. say hats off to you, Spidey. Hats off yeah. to you. Definitely, definitely. And again, we you know we we talked about this last week with the Oscar voters and stuff. But I mean, th- this film probably. I mean, I don't think it's an overstatement to say how this film probably helped re revitalize to the the, the the movie industry because. And, and they needed that shot in the arm after after what we've been through the last few years. Um, and you know, you, and when you think about it, it's pretty pretty daggone amazing that so many people, in the height of like a surge, 
still went out and go and still went out and watched this film. I mean, you just on so many levels, you, you just got to tip your hat to them. Right. You, you do. And, you know, I, I, I've never gone back and rewatched Avatar. I never want to. Um, so I'm just glad that it, more movies are surpassing it because I don't think mm-hmm. it's warranted that high of a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy when things I- and Spider-Man No Way Home, it truly does warrant that huge of a box office just because yeah. that like beyond the multiverse and the cameos and the appearances, it's just a good story. It really it's is. A good story. So it really, really um, is. Speaking about Avengers and box offices that are huge. Kevin Feige has stated this week that Avengers Endgame was the final Avengers movie. And you know what, Feige? I'm not mad. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm not either. You've teased. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, he made these comments uh, with the um, the Eternals Assemble. You know, they, they, Disney Plus has all these assembled shows now after these various properties air or or in the or in, or in the theater and so yeah so you know so of course you know he's been dancing around it several times and then of course you know you know and after even after i think even we mentioned it after eternals you know could this be setting up another avengers film with you know with you know after phase four and at some point in phase five with things that they have introduced but he was like i think for right now this is it no more avengers I mean, of course, they'll probably like have a lot of team ups, which I mean, all those films have various characters popping in, but but no uh, no grand Avenger Avenger film for now. Yeah, I I think that it's a it it definitely you don't want to come out straight out the gate with more Avengers films just because of how that one is is a true ending of something. Mm-hmm. And they got so they have a lot of beginnings happening right now. Um, And or or and it's and it's strange to say that because a lot of the characters who um, with with Disney Plus, who we've we've been seeing over the past year, year are characters we're familiar with. But they're because of the events of Endgame or just the events throughout the Avengers saga. There are these other stories and these characters find themselves in this on this new trajectory. And and I think that's very interesting and organic. And I I, I don't I don't want to see an Avengers movie anytime soon. Um, I, I think we got a we got returning characters, new characters and a whole multiverse to figure out. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Let's, you know, it's it's crazy because uh, I, as much as I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange, in the back of my mind, I'm like, the next time we see Kang, though, is going to be an Ant-Man. So, yeah. when are we going to get that movie? When are we going to get that movie? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Bring on Kang. Um, man, uh, speaking about other things coming, we, we did because of the Super Bowl. Um, we did get some trailers. We got some we trailers that I did watch. I did watch them. Moon Knight, um, 
it's a good trailer. Um, Oscar Isaac is just, <laughs> I hate to say it. I think he's almost going to give us a performance that's going to be too good for the show itself. <laughs> I feel like, I feel as though, like, towards the end of the trailer, it got a little CGI, like, mm-hmm. stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, but just with him talking and not in the costume or anything, you're just like, oh, my God, this this is going to be a great show. Um, yeah. So, and, and. Like, I still can't believe that that voice is coming out of him because I'm like, you don't I know. sound like you. It's so I weird. know that Brit that that new British accent that he that he is using as Stephen Grant slash Mark Spector is just like it's just yeah you know if I close my eyes it's just like like you said I'm I'm it, it, I don't reckon it's not that I don't see that face you know even with Benedict when he does his American accent with with Stephen Strange, I still see Benedict's face, you know, but with Oscar, I, I don't. It's like it's it truly is a, an amazing job that he's doing there, and I think you're right. I mean, it, it seems that he is going to the performance is going to overshine everything. You're going to be like, why did he, you know, if they have a, a situation where the script is like overly predictable or really bad or something like that, where we're all kind of like, ooh, let down then you're going to be like, y'all are wasting this man's performance on that banal material. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then he's going to make a cameo in Loki season two. And I'm going to be like, bravo. And then yep. he's going to like <laughs> have a conversation with Kang down the line. I'm gonna be like, yes, give me yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I mean, but yeah, but everything I've seen about this, about Moon Knight, I, I, I you know, again, I, I don't know beyond just the surface level, stuff i don't i'm not very hardly versed in this character at all mm-hmm. so i'm really going into this one uh as blank slate so i you know i but i i just have a, i just really have a good feeling about this upcoming series yeah N- no i i agree um and it's coming at the very end of march mm-hmm. looking forward to it it's going to be a nice way to cap off all of the content we're getting in march um I, I I'm I'm glad we get another show. I mean, yeah. like like we said, Hawkeye it was it was fine, but not really memorable. So right. I, I'm hoping right. that Moon Knight sticks a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but then right afterwards, like it won't be long until Doctor Strange Two comes out. Yes. Oh, okay. Y- you know, I will every now and then. You're right. And I'm glad I listened to you when you said, Sarah, we need to watch this this whole um God, why am I blanking on the name? Oh, what if? What if, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which what if? Like maybe the best or maybe the second, but definitely top tier episode material is the Doctor Strange episode of What If. And yeah. and I I don't know. Had I not seen What If, how I would feel reacting to these trailers, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. and also, even though we we gave some shade to WandaVision before, having watched WandaVision, very excited because Wanda is going to play a huge part. And and this yep. 
you know what? The scenes they shot with her particularly stuck out to me. Where I'm like, okay. All right, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Are you talking about? Are you, are you talking about when she's whenever Scarlet Witch and Wanda and are back in Westview? That that particular that particular scene? Yeah. In the trailer. Well, yeah. There's just there's that moment. There's her talking about like comparing, like I don't know if it's him himself or it's a version of him. But just she's condemned being the villain and he's brought up to be a hero. And so yeah. they're going to do some some great exploration, which which is a part of WandaVision. I appreciated that there is something very fascinating about her character in this this idea that she's continues to be the the villain because she's so freaking powerful. But mm-hmm. he is, too. Uh, and then I saw some like. I didn't necessarily see any Infinity Stones, but I saw some some um, scenes where it's like, huh, I wonder if an Infinity Stone was involved because, you know, we saw that happen to the Guardians when they interacted in this one scene in, in what movie, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, so, so, as, so, where you praised, you, you gave me, pat on the back for what what if i gotta give you a pat on the back for why trailers sometimes give away too much (laughs) because i even though part of me was like super ecstatic when i heard patrick stewart's voice Mm. there was a part of me was like damn it why the hell did they give that away right now yeah i I was so I, so I was you know I was like damn it so yeah we're gonna get the we'll probably get the Illuminati and you know and we are you know and again it's the multiverse so uh, just like we got the it, like again going back to Wandavision we we you know we 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 did you know we got well I don't think they're they can only pull the boner trick once so I don't think you know I think it's this will be a maybe the version out of the Fox universe. Professor X, right? Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, so you know, so there was that, but then also thinking about Loki, you know, you know with the TVA and, and the Illuminati, and just as they're walking through there with the with the Ultron bots, and it was just like, you know, it was just like, yeah, that I could have, I I really could have done with without that scene in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will I will be honest. I didn't hear the voice for some reason. <laughs> I, I saw some stuff, but yeah. it was it, everyone else freaking out about it. I'm less like, oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Soon as, yeah. Soon as I heard it, I was like, damn it, that, that's that's Patrick Stewart. I yeah. was in there watching because I was watching it real time during the game, and I was like, that that what? Ah! I was right. like, on the one hand, I was like excited, and then I was all in the in the, the like the first second, and then the second thing that Second thing that popped in my head was Sarah Belmont was right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes trailers show too daggone much. It's it's like that minute thirty marker mm-hmm. where they start to even summarize some of the stuff they've already told you. You're just like, okay, abort, abort, abort. They yep. Get, yep. no, get out, get out while get, you can. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, yeah, because uh, yeah, because I like I it, yeah, that was you know it was again that was one of the highlights and. Of course, the other highlights for me were, uh, like you said, the, the the 
the references back to what if. Mm-hmm. And I would bet, and you're right. I think having watched that show, definitely, if if any of our listeners haven't watched that what if, go back and watch it because I think you will get. Even though I think you could probably, they'll probably do enough in story exposition to fill in the blanks for people who may have not watched the various series on Disney Plus. I think as a viewer, you will gain a greater appreciation for what all is going on when those moments beats do happen in the film because you've watched what if and and how that all ties into the to the larger MCU. Definitely. And you would recognize Patrick Stewart's voice more than I would. And I forgot, I almost forgot to mention this um, because I skipped over it. Um, But it was also announced this week that Star Trek cast, including Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Santana, and Carl Urban, are returning for a fourth movie. Yeah. Well, it's good that you bring it up, actually, but there's a good tie-in back. To, again, everything goes back to Marvel because uh, Matt Shackman, who directed WandaVision, is directing this upcoming fourth Kelvin Universe film. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I knew that, and I'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all uh, everything leads back to Marvel these days. <laughs> It, it always does. It, it always does because it's just a marvelous world we're living in. Um, yep. I'm, I'm interested to see how you make a connection here. But the last bit of news that came out this week is Lord of the Rings, which also dropped a trailer. Um, and that will drop on September 2nd on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it'll be. It's on Amazon. It's going to be a multi-season show, so it's not. It's not just a one-off. And you know, we talked about it before when they when they dropped the title, uh, the the Rings of Power. Um, but I, you know, I really enjoyed the trailer. It definitely gave me the uh, Peter Jackson vibes as far as his 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 take on on Middle Earth. You could definitely see those influences there. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. It it almost it was almost too much. Where, mm. like, I enjoyed the movies. I haven't seen, like, the prequel movies or, yeah. yeah. Have... But, um, and, and I'm glad that it has a September release date because, if I'm not mistaken, September is usually a slow month of content for us. It is. So, it so is. that increases the likelihood we'll watch it. Where if it, where if you were to say, like, this was going to be dropping in October or November, I'd be like, yeah. We might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It better, it's got to be like a gap, you know, where there's like a, a, a drop or, or an event happens like we did with the show we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, uh, Reacher, uh, where there's a gap in our in our usual slate of, of, of things we watch and review. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, because only when there's a gap will Sarah spend a Sunday... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, I think I think maybe I started Reacher Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I think you mentioned. I think you may have mentioned that you started it to me. Maybe it was Saturday. I think I got a message from you. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then I finished it by Sunday because I was I was glad when I saw only eight episodes instead of like ten or something. Yeah. I still think it could have been an hour and a half long movie. No. Very easily. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I disagree. I disagree. But 
I disagree, but well, uh, uh, yeah. Any anything before we move on? I will say, I, I, even I will say, even though without a gap, I will still watch Lord of the Rings. I, I I'm a big, I, I do enjoy the Tolkien universe, and and um, so you know, I'm looking forward to the show, and and I think Amazon's trying to get their 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 tentpole Game of Thrones type of uh, you know legacy fran like legacy franchise there. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see what happens because Game of Thrones is also trying to like get the yeah. crumb of of what they with their whole prequel series that I think true, is this year as well. But yep, yep. Um, I really like that trailer. But yeah, we're gonna talk about Reacher now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. They, like, like. Obviously, I've seen worse because I have literally started things and been like, "Yeah, well, I can't, <laughs> I, can't <laughs> I can't, I give up." Um, but yeah. for whatever reason, it was good background mm-hmm. <laughs> noise, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. I paid attention to most of it. But some of it, I was like, "Okay." Um, and then Alan, Alan did a fine job. I just he kept going back and forth for me where. Mm. It felt like he wanted to be that guy we kind of know from his portrayal of Hawk. Like, mm-hmm. the silent but kind of witty and, like, like, and we're going to talk about John Cena as Peacemaker. Like, this this guy who's who ha- has some comedic timing, um, but he also then would just be quiet and, I don't know. I don't know. I... If you if we had been done the recording Monday night, I would have much better thoughts about Reacher. But like I said, I basically binged yeah. it in a day. Mm, see, and, I, and it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched it. So talk about. So this is you know how you were saying how some shows stick with you, right? So this show actually stuck with me, and it is completely bingeable. You're right. You could you 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 could. Do it in in a weekend. I did. I I watched a couple episodes like every over. I guess four night four yeah four nights, um or maybe three nights because I mean there may have been a week what one where I did maybe three. But in any event, um so you know I haven't read the books. So the only reference point I had for for Jack Reacher was the the Tom Cruise films. Mm-hmm. Um so. So I, again, this is another place where I was going in completely blind. You know, I've read, you know, I've, I've heard people, you know, people, I saw the buzz, I guess, the first weekend uh, when it first dropped on Amazon uh, and, and on Twitter and stuff and talked to, you know, talked to some, some follows, some, some people I follow and stuff who, you know, were like, oh, you know, I was like saying really good things about the show. So they, they, they recommended it. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Cause I, you know, there was nothing on, on, I mean, the Olympics were, you know, kind of boring at that point, were moving me at that point. So I was like, let me give it a shot. And I watched the first episode and I was hooked. I was like, okay, I, you know, because, you know, because basically Reacher is this, it's a hope, in his own words, a hobo who yep. wanders from place to place. You know, basically the only thing he carries on his purse is, you know, he has one, one, one pair of clothes, a toothbrush, some cash. And 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 then and then this film he, he carried around a medal, 
um, that we learn more about later in, in the series. And so, you know, so part of me was just like, dang, that's gross. But <laughs> uh, but the other part of me was just like, this is this is very intriguing. And he was, you know, we learn we you know, they start filling in the gaps where he was he's a he was a military detective and 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 you know and, and I learned later that the, the strong silent type he you know really doesn't talk. He was it was like basically he's like a six foot five hulking giant with a Sherlock Holmes brain. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, solving detectives, I guess is a way you could describe them. And so mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of those things that were, and I guess that's you know, I guess what you're with Alan's portrayal. The, I guess some of the things that would have been you know in the in the novels would have been explored. You know, his thought process and thinking he had to kind of portray that in on screen and you know adapt it to to the screen. So I can see where you know if, if you're not. I, that it may come across as kind of like kind of flat sometimes or, or not as charismatic or trying to just, like you said, skirt that line because, you know, so because we are used to seeing him portray a similar type character as far as the, the, the dry humor and stuff in Hulk. Right. Uh, yeah. So I could, I could definitely see where, 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 where you're coming from that. But I really, I think the thing about it is what really worked for this show for me was that, not only for Reacher, but also all the supporting characters all were really, really fleshed out very well. And it reminded me a lot of like Peacemaker in that regard too, where everybody, everybody's story I felt was given equal, equal weight, equal justice. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so I think that's what really got hooked me for that series and really and also just the mystery aspect of it too. I mean, I do still like a lot of those mystery procedurals that that you know some things were like, oh yeah, I saw that coming. But there were a couple points where I was just like, oh, oh, really? You know, they they got me. So yeah, so that's that's the thing that really got me engaged with that show. And you know, next thing I it was like, okay, I gotta like, all right, come on. You know, I was I was ready each night to like get to the next episode because I was really I really got hooked into shit into the series. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I'm curious about a second season is because I just want to see how they do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're, we yeah. shouldn't get any of these supporting characters who by the end of it, you're just like, oh, well, you and you and Finley were just starting to become buds, the odd couple. Come on. And you yeah. got this thing going on with Roscoe. So wait. Are you telling me second Caesar Reacher's going to find himself in a random town, hook up with another girl, and then just leave because he's a hobo? Like that's yeah. what I'm curious. I'm curious about how they how they approach his second season because this was a very much like and I do appreciate this aspect where the season is very much like this is a season arc. This is a story we're mm-hmm. telling. It starts ends like one solid story. Um, But what does that mean for season two? Because they didn't necessarily leave any threads for, for season two that you can kind of tack on, even though we know he's going elsewhere now. So I just, I just, I'm just curious about this because um, like you said, the sporting characters were good. 
and, and they were they were pretty good. I, I had my issues with a few of them, um, yeah. but I mean, and this also goes back to my criticism of the the performance. Like in one moment he's Rayman, and the next moment he's Peacemaker, like calling <laughs> out on his biz, his his bullshit. And I'm like, no, you can't be both. You, you mm. shouldn't. Like that's that's a bit much, okay? Mm. You can't. I, I'm sorry. You can't be all everything, but yeah, it and and that's also not a diss on Alan Richman necessarily. Just so much of how the character was written for yeah, screen, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I I, I could like I said I could totally see that, and like and uh, it, again, I I think when I first started watching the series. I was kind of, I was that way. I, I I could definitely see that. And so even though I haven't read any of the novels from Lee Child, I was just like, okay, let me, yeah, I did. Let me just find out a little bit more about this character. And, you know, so I just, you know, I did, I did the, I did the, the, the cliff notes on wiki. And, and then I was like, ah, okay, now I see it. Um, and I, and I know a show should be able to sustain itself without a, a viewer having to go to, you know, you know, an outside source, but, but then again, you know, for, I mean, it's, it's killing it all, you know, it's doing super well. I mean, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, like, you know, 88, 89 audience score. I mean, a critic score is high as well. I think in the same range and, and all the fans of the novel I've been seeing on like social media and stuff are, 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 are really praising the show because it really does in so many ways capture the, 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 the source material that it was adapted from. And and there were like, I think 20 some odd books. So, you know, so they have plenty of story to tell. 27. Yeah. And I only know that because I did listen to Alan's interview with Michael Rosenbaum. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which is another episode of inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum that everyone listening should go and immediately watch because it yep. is fascinating. It really is, and I think that I think that was also a part of why I think I like. After listening to that podcast, I was like, "Oh, I gotta go watch the rest." I think it was either I watched it either right before I watched the first episode, or 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 maybe right after I watched the first episode. But I think that definitely gave me a deep, definitely gave me a deeper appreciation for 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 Alan the actor, um, but also. And, but also, it, it did fill in some of the gaps too. I think, as far as what the character was about, as well. No, I I I didn't realize that, but yeah, I I definitely listened to that after watching the show, mm-hmm. and it hasn't really changed my criticism at all. But I can see how if I had listened to that before watching the show, how I how much more I probably would have been invested in the show as it's of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of listening to him, some of the stuff he's gone through over the past few years, as well as just the sh- knowing what the um, what the set was like with yeah. the, sh- the timeline, and and I do, and I mean, and I say this as obviously this show was made for people who's who've technically read the books are already invested in the character. They're not necessarily made for me even though they want to capture the attention of people who maybe are not familiar with it um just so that they expand the audience but really it it does make me happy to know that people who already are invested in this character um 
are going to the show, watching it, and and being like, yes, that is an off, like that is what we wanted. Um, yeah. Because, um. Yeah, and and and, it's, and it goes beyond just the physical attributes of the character too. I mean, it right. really goes into yeah. Definitely. Um. All right. So I think that's it for Reacher, and we have um a cow of the finale to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not really though. I so I'm gonna I'm like maybe I'm just pull pulling my old pessimism card or anything. This finale is kind of what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> mm. It's just the the penultimate episode was so good. I'm just like yeah. they they I this is gonna be like 30 minute fight scene and then a whole little epilogue thing, and that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't, I cannot argue about that point. You are, you are correct. There, there was that, but yeah. Like it's, <laughs> but I still it's, loved it. I loved it. Though. I mean, I, I, I just gotta say this. This is up. This, this season for me is is up there. It, it's what it's it's with Doom Patrol for me. I just gotta say it. Mm-hmm. I said it last week. And even after the finale, I think even more so that for me, this might be my favorite DC live action content to date. It's probably my favorite season of season of TV in 2022. Okay. It's early, Mm -hmm. but, but we have watched a lot of things lately. And and I say as like from start to finish, even though this second, like, I wasn't wowed by anything that happened in the se- the finale, it's it's fine because it 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 like finales need to wrap up loose ends, plant seeds mm-hmm. for future ones, and I think it, I think like if if you go back and binge this, the the whole season works. There's yeah. a full arc happening with these characters. And and I think if I think I would like the finale more if like I had watched it right after the penultimate, mm. but but it is what it is. And and like I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. I yeah. I didn't really like the whole because it felt so time awkwardly timed when and you were right last week. You brought up Goth and how technically peacemaker was like cared for goth for a Mm -hmm. period of time and so because of that she kind of prevents him from getting like stops trying to fight him and then explains what's really going on Mm -hmm. and it just it just got a little like we've seen these kind of speeches like humans are destroying their world politics like there's clearly yeah it's yeah. just, I'm like, oh god. Yeah, really? I mean, I get that. Yeah, I get that because I know. But to me, so here's the thing, and yeah, and I guess we can compare, contrast DC, Marvel, thinking thinking about the where we had those speeches because I, you know, speaking of as we as we talked about our Marvel shows earlier, and and, Falcon, and thinking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we had that speech by by Falcon at the, in the finales. Uh, where he talks about you know, the world affairs and and racial justice and those kind of things, and 
I mean, clearly, you know, clearly when James Gunn was writing Goff's scene there in the third act with with Chris, the Peacemaker, you know, you, you, you know, it was like ripped from the headlines. I mean, it was talking about, you know, you know and James, you know, he, he did write this series, you know, while we were while while, while in quarantine. So uh, while, while we were all locked down. So, um, you know, so there were similar threads there. And. But it, but for whatever reason, this time for me it worked better uh, because you had it, you know, because of 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 the story of that they told about Chris Smith throughout this season, and then and then him having to basically decide between saving the world or and and being. Um, Subject to the insect overlords, as 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 uh, Ab said, or or giving people a choice, and 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 I think I think it, the reason why it worked better is because you know Chris made that decision like okay, you, you know all, all this drama and all the things that I've been dealing with since childhood and and, and you know and they and they tie tie you know and they kept flashing back to the you know they talked about the vow and and how his ridiculous vow. You know, to you know, kill for the name of peace, and 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 you know, and and they kept cutting back, and and then their vow as far as trying to save humanity from itself, were just so ridiculous, and and we saw that growth of Chris, like you know, and, and through what he been holding on to the reasons why he came to that place, it just that that speech landed better for me. Than than of than, than other mediums where I've seen it or other shows where I've seen that type of speech come from. Yeah, I mean, for me, it didn't. Um, just because up until this point, we, there hasn't been that much about politics about mm-hmm. those issues, and so it kind of came out of left field. Like we're gonna have the villain monologue now, and also tell you why the villain thinks that they're the hero. And I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're not going to convince me. Okay. And, and in hearing you talk about it, it's, I understand he had this vow, right? But if you think about the suicide squad, Mm -hmm. he, he still has that vow during the suicide squad. And he makes some decisions in that movie that, um, and he says, well, like, this is for peace because this is like what I'm told to do. This is my mission. This is my order. Technically he does the same exact thing at the end of this season because the the mission the whole time has been to kill the butterflies and to, to destroy. And so I, I wonder, and maybe they'll do this next season. I don't know, but I would find it more interesting and maybe that scene would have been better for me if had it been more of that. Remember this character from Suicide Squad, he makes a like the decision and then but in contrast, after watching after him going through all of these events, killing his father, he now decides to make a different decision so had that been had peacemaker like he's changed he's evolved which technically he hasn't in my opinion changed yeah. that from the peacemaker we met in the suicide squad 
Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's definitely. He's still holding on to some baggage. I mean, and I think you know when we get to that final scene in the show, where Augie shows up on the porch, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think he, you know, he 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 is a work in progress. And, and in the best possible way. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really want him to change. Like I'm not I'm also not saying that either because I love this show and I want him and and uh Vigilante to just like go on for a few seasons doing ridiculous shit. Yeah. Um so <laughs> I, I really in a way I don't want him to change. I'm just saying in terms of that villain monologue, it didn't land for me because it just didn't fit rhythmically in everything else they've been doing and it felt it felt awkward to me Mm. um do you think if it were like if it maybe come either like whenever goff first invaded soph sophie yeah there should have been more bread crumbs it literally came out of nowhere Mm. (laughs) i'm just like okay yeah i mean i guess we had at some point we were gonna get the real plan yeah. But then they went, they, they gave us the real plan and then some, and you're just like, oh, really? We've seen that like 5,000 times before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, true. I mean, but I, I guess the thing with this series for me is, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, James didn't, you know, did he like tell like new revolutionary things? No. I mean, you know, there are a lot of beats in there that are just are very familiar with the in, in the genre. I mean, there there were, um, but I think I think I think you, as you as you said earlier, one you know, this show had a had a a, a story to tell, and, and and what I appreciated about it was okay, we're just going you know this this year we're just going to focus on figuring out what's going on with these butterflies. And we're going to tell this story. We're not going to do the, the you know, I love the MCU and stuff, but, you know, but, and, and other shows as well. Cause I mean, everybody's starting to do this like thing now where we tease, we tease an upcoming villain. We tease, you know, these, we tease this, we, we leave these little, you know, ex, extra credit at the end to like set up something else. It's like, no, we're, we're just, this is a story we're going to tell. I mean, they, they approached it. Like we we're we're just gonna do one season, and and this is the story we're gonna we're gonna put out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what and I think that's what made and I think that's it, not having that pressure, or as a viewer, and I'm sure probably as a cast and and creative group, it was just they were able to be able to freely tell a story that they wanted to tell, and it and it came across on the screen. Right. Yeah. I got nothing to follow that up with other than, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean, there were like, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, there, there were plenty of, I mean, you're right. There were vigilante. And, I mean, I, I could just have a whole season with <laughs> just, just the two of them in the room, even though I love the, I love the scene where Chris was like, yeah, don't, don't tell me this, but uh, uh, yeah, you're my BFF. <laughs> yeah. In a way, like I, I, I like the idea of just them, but I also know some of the best moments were when Die Die Beard got involved or at a oh, yeah, like like they're just the way like they bounce off of the uh, like there's there's a lot um, 
Yeah. Yeah. The good dive- show. Overall, good show. Yeah. Die Beard. Yeah, that was definitely the, um, yeah, I, whenever they went down there, I mean, that was another, like, you know, as, we're, as I was saying with Reacher about how they, like, this show really gave all the supporting characters, like, super strong things to work with. And then, of course, I mean, and then, and then the, the the ending with uh, um, the Justice League showing up <laughs> late, of course. <laughs> That, you know, I, I like that. It's particularly because we saw Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, like their faces and they have lines. Like it wasn't a tease. It wasn't an Easter egg just for the sake of it. No, they, they went all in on that and it was perfect. And with all of the name drops we've had this season, Mm -hmm. I just, I I do have to say that fit perfectly in the show. It could have been yeah. like it could have easily felt tacked on or fan service, but no, just the way this show has been written, like that was consistent to me. Yes, yes, it wasn't it wasn't Mandalorian showing up in a book of Boba Fett. You're totally right. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, it was- well, I didn't even think about that. I've like wiped Boba Fett from my mind, but that is an <laughs> awesome reference. And that is why we need to hurry up and wrap because he can't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the shade. <laughs> oh, so hey, shady. I'm just calling it like I see it. I'm just calling it like I see it. <laughs> Any other final thoughts about Peacemaker before we head out of here? Oh, I you know I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna stop there. I think okay. that's a yeah. I yeah. love other than like I said. I said what I said. I love this is my favorite. I think live action DC content to date. So, but with that, I I am done. I I have spoken. The, the day <laughs> it was is um today is definitely like explanation point because the Batman is coming soon. Um, yep. Will why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K on Twitter. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Okay, please follow our crew on Twitter at Seen and Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.seenandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>